Hi, I'm Frank. I don't like change. And I just saw a billboard for this new BJ's Wholesale Club talking about up to 25% off grocery store prices. Oh, really? What's wrong with paying full price, huh? No, sir. I would not join BJ's Wholesale Club. Let's agree to disagree, Frank. Say you do want to sign up to get a $40 digital BJ's gift card. Join the new BJ's Wholesale Club, opening soon in New Albany. Visit bj's.com slash newalbany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only. The following program was pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Donica Strange Riscano, author, speaker, and community leader, comes to you today with Recapture, the weekly program that gives a biblical perspective on living a Christ-centered life as you walk through your recovery journey. Our focus is providing healing for the family with love, knowledge, forgiveness, and information. Hello, sunshine. This is Donica, and it this is another week of Girl Power. We're here again with our financial expert, Miss Sabrina Noble. She said yes. On last week, we had great information, a lot to digest, and a lot of information to take in. So she's here with us again this week. How are you, Miss Sabrina? I am great. Thanks for asking. How are you, Essence? Good morning, ma'am. Hello. I'm good. Yes, before we jump into this week's bit of information and education. Essence, can you give us a recap from the things that we started to digest from last week? Yes, yes. Last week, it was so awesome to have Miss Sabrina, so awesome to have her back again. We touched on a few things, and and this week, we're going to really get deeper into it. We did discuss that if you you know if you were to die sooner than expected, you'd want to have at least about ten times your income to leave for your family, uh, so they can continue to live the life that they're accustomed. And as you're getting into retirement, you want to have about twenty times your income to enjoy your life. And then what I really love most, or what really kind of stuck with me when I asked Miss Sabrina, well, what would you recommend? And I love Miss Sabrina didn't give a cookie cutter answer. And I love that. She said, well, we really want to make sure we're getting people what they actually need instead of here. We're going to give you this product just to sell it to you. And that's it. So I really love that so much. And I'm so excited for us to get deeper into some information this week. And I think that's one of the reasons why I felt so connected to Sabrina, Miss Noble, when we met uh, during that Zoom environment. And it was a conversation uh, that was so easy. I, I took a lot of notes, Miss Sabrina. But it was something that was necessary because, as I said before, it was just kind of like my daughter and I were talking about that the day before, saying that some families, specifically the conversations between my daughter and I, that sometimes families are not preparing their children. or They're not, let's, let's be clear, let's be honest, they're not prepared themselves. It's almost like, uh, you know, you don't have an answer. And you just can't, as you said, blankly. We talked about that last week, Miss Sabrina. Okay, we're just filling out the little paper at work or whatever. So we have an expert here. We're glad you're back. We're going to jump right into the information. Um, so we talked about being projected a little bit. Can you uh, elaborate or do you, do you have anything else that you want to add to that part of the conversation, being properly protected. And what does that mean? Yes, um, of course. So when we talk to clients, we want to make sure we're helping you to build a strong financial foundation. 
And that starts with a proper protection. Because when we're young and we're working, that's our most valuable asset, our ability to make money. And most of us don't realize we need to protect that. So what if we can't get up and go to work? Because dying isn't the worst thing that can happen to us. Maybe we live, but we can't live the way we're accustomed. And then we want to make sure that we help you to manage debt, eliminate debt as soon as possible but so you can own more of your money and you can benefit from it. And then it's important to have an emergency fund because so many things happen that we don't plan for. Maybe our car breaks. Maybe we're injured at work. Maybe we're laid off. So we want to have... At first, we would say three to six months, but during this pandemic, we realized maybe we need six to 12 months of an emergency fund, and that's 12 months of our monthly income saved up for an emergency fund. And then, lastly but not least, is investment. You know, most people want to start with investments because they think they can win big in the market, but if you don't have money to lose, that's not a good idea. Investments come when you have money that you have are willing to lose or that you're able to lose without skipping a beat. So we show you how to invest to build that nest egg for your future. So you should have the emergency fund before you have the investment money, which makes so much sense to me. Also, Miss Sabrina, I don't know if you can speak to this or not because um, my mind is turning. Do we get our emergency fund first or do we pay off our debts first or do we do a little bit of both? How does that work? So you want to save while you're taking care of your responsibilities. So you you want to pay off as much debt as possible and, and eliminate debt. Because if you think about it, when we have debt, whether it's credit cards or loans, if we're paying interest on that money, that's money that we could be putting into our emergency fund or a savings. Mm-hmm. And so it re- you're defeating the purpose. It's like um, opposing things that you're doing. So you want to make sure that you eliminate your debt so that you are able to save more. And then you go to investing because now that that money that you were paying in interest can go into an investment. And I I, I kind of think about numbers in the flat capacity sometimes. And so when I think about the the income the income debt kind of thing. So the average income, the average U.S. household income is sixty-seven thousand. The average debt is about one fifty-five. So in my mind, it's like, well, that's only three years of income. But I think it's so hard. Like I talked about last week, the but mindset. You have to live, yeah, I, I understand that. And so, but it's still a mindset thing. It's still a mindset thing because a lot of people are living above and well above their means. I, I and kind of off topic thing in my mind how societal standards is you um qualifying for you know we talk we've been talking about mortgages and that's a different process to qualify but for rent you know homeowning the homeowning uh the housing market is going through some things right now so people's renting and to say to rent somewhere oh you have to make three times the income well that's your gross income and I, that's what I'm having to deal with because I'm, I'm um, about to transition and I have to think, well, just because I qualify for this on paper doesn't mean I should really actually uh, that I can truly afford it, you know. Right. So I think also, Miss Sabrina, that you've given us a lot of information. Thank you so much for your input, Essence. It is making our decisions, our financial decisions, real world experiences, what and that's the personal relationship that Miss Sabrina develops with her uh, 
community. And so we talk about being properly protected. But how does retirement fit into that? What what does it what does it mean to know my retirement numbers? Is that what you've been So to know your retirement number, a lot of times people think, "Oh, I've worked on this job 30 years and I'm 62 years old." And they think that, that that's what they're talking about or that's what most people are talking about. But your retirement number is the amount of money you need to retire comfortably. And you want to make sure you have enough that outpaces inflation and taxes. So that's why we educate people on where to put their money, how to save money, and how to reach that retirement number. And so that retirement number is 20 times your annual salary. And that is what you would need to retire on. And why 20? Because statistically speaking, most people spend about 20 years in retirement. And so that's how we come up with the 20 times your annual salary. And then if and that's you live a long life. You die too soon, you want to leave 10% of your salary for your family so that they are able to live the way they're accustomed to. And so okay, so that's an understanding of knowing our retirement numbers. Uh, and what can you talk to me about the importance of estate planning? Oh, yes. So estate planning is so very important. You know, there are too many times I've seen people not have a plan in place. They may only have a will or they may not have a will. And with only a will, your family has to go through the probate process, which costs you time, it costs you money, court costs, attorney fees. Whereas if you have a proper estate plan and you own property, you may have underage children, you need to have a trust so that you can actually uh, put your your wishes on paper and is legally binding. And so now if you have a home, you have property, the ownership is going to be transferred to whoever you designate because it's in your trust. So think of your trust as a vault that's holding all of your belongings. And when you are no longer here to make these decisions, now your trust is going to take over where you left off. What's the difference between a will and a trust? So like I said, with a will, you've left instructions, but you still have to go before a judge, go to the court to actually execute it. And somebody can contest the will. You know, maybe you didn't update your will. Maybe you had more children, more family members, something like that. But with a trust, the ownership is automatically transferred to whoever you designate. So I, for one... I'll use myself as an example. When I was introduced to this campaign, I knew I wanted to leave a legacy, but I didn't quite know all the steps needed. So for me, that was the first thing I did was to get properly protected and then to make sure that all that I had worked for and accumulated, that it wasn't just going to go away when I died, but my children would still have the benefit of it and own it. Yes, and um, I know last week we had kind of touched a little bit on social media, and I had seen something on social media about that. Um, we have uh, some people in, in the family that are in real estate and acquiring p- properties and things like that, and so I, he- I hear the stories about the probate process and how long it takes, and 
you get into the position of siblings fighting over this and that, and it does cost money, and it gets to the point where nobody is able to benefit from the hard work of the legacy that was put into place. Um, and so, I, yeah, I, I think that it's, it's so intriguing. And even for myself, I think about it. I mean, my kids are, are young, and but I still want to be prepared for them. And it's no shade or disrespect to anybody, but um, I do, I'm in the process of kind of learning of like a very detailed thing. I know with the trust, you can have a little bit more control about how things maneuver because I don't want, you know, if I, if I'm leaving the policy with uh, 10 times my income and it's going to somebody who does not manage money well and then, well, my kids, you know, it's, it's the same thing that they are not able to fully benefit from it. So all of these additional uh, documents and things like that, estate planning is helping to kind of occur for that. I'm, I'm excited about, I mean, I want to live a full, healthy, long life, but just to also know that I'm putting something in place that if something were to happen, because that, that'd be the most devastating thing. I mean, I don't know if you have consciousness in the afterlife, but still, you know, just to have the peace of mind now um, as a younger mother that my kids will be okay no matter what. Like, I love that concept. I love that idea. If I could share with you, um, a month after I retired, I actually was involved in a head-on collision. A lady hit me, and she said that the sun was in her eyes she couldn't see. But immediately I thought, man, okay, thank God it wasn't any worse. I was fine. I did a little banged up. But if I had not survived, I could rest easy that my children would be well taken care of. And when you establish this trust, you can put your instructions in there, what you want to happen. No, they don't get all this money at once until they take some financial literacy or they only get a certain amount every year or you have an executor to make sure that this happens. So you're still totally in control. I'm glad that you turned out okay. Um, from that incident, but it gives a perspective, and it kind of talks to Miss uh, Sabrina and Essence. When I was talking about Genesis 41 last week, and it said, when the famine came, the people forgot the abundance. <laughs> yes. So you ha- you have the trust. I think we don't have enough time for my the way my brain is going because we're talking. I'm like, okay, I got another question, but I won't do that to you, Miss <laughs> Sabrina. So you have to have the will, then the trust, or can you have a trust or the will, or do you have to have both? Maybe my question will help someone in the audience as well. So you'll have both. When you only have a will, you'll have to go through probate, costing time, money, additional fees which will eat up the value of your estate the longer it takes or the more extensive it is. When you have a trust, everything is in this trust and you're leaving your instructions. I'm excited to say that I'm still putting stuff in there, but once you actually develop or or start the trust, now you have something what's called a pour-over will. So if you haven't had the chance to put everything in specifically, this pour-over will is saying everything I own is going to go in there. Okay. And so I'm still working on it. It's not an, an overnight thing, but I'm excited that I got it done. Yes. And I think that that's so powerful. So I, I have an aha, an open, eye-opening moment. We need a will and a trust mm-hmm. because the will is the paperwork, but the trust is the basket. That's where everything is. 
especially if you own property. So now, if it's just bank accounts, of course, you can name it a, a, okay. a beneficiary. beneficiary. Yeah. But at this point, because I own property and then I have this trust, now I'm putting the property in there. And then I'm going to change my beneficiary to the trust. The trust will be the beneficiary. So everything goes in there because my, my children are still too young to manage that for themselves. And so the trust is the best thing I can say to actually carry out your your wishes the way you want them and not have leave it to somebody who does not know you or your family. Yes, I was I was I've been hearing stories about the probate process and things that happens in it. And I and what kind of came to my mind while we're discussing this is that someone may be thinking, I don't have any assets. I don't need to do this. Well, whether you have the assets at the present moment or not, it's still about preparing for the future and what's to come. And so if you're in a situation where you haven't acquired assets, well, maybe consider increasing your cash flow and things like that. So you are able to acquire those um, assets and like, you know, our, our um, in-house resident expert, Miss Monica Strange, you know, she has some assets. And, well, I don't have any. I don't have any children. And so, you know, we're very close to her, my, sib- my siblings and myself. So we, we're kind of, I'm not fighting over the house. I, you know, whoever she wants to give the house to. But I tell her, I, I tell her, and and it's not really good advice. You know, she's preparing for her retirement. But I, I say, well, Amy, you know, you don't have any kids or anything like that. I mean, you live your best life. And it's like, not really. That's not really a solid plan because then what's happening if she does live a long life and she wants to be able to eliminate that debt as quickly as possible and all those things like that. When she was telling me, oh, I have a plan to pay off my house early, I'm like, wow, enjoy your money. But no, what if she lives a whole full life? So even if you don't have children and things like that, still prepare yourself for a full, healthy, happy, whole, comfortable life. Exactly. I, I think that's true. And so I think when you're talking about essence is talking about mortgages, you were, you know, talking about property. If you own a mortgage, what happens to your mortgage when you die? I think it's funny because I think you were telling us, Mr. Brina, most people say, oh, I own a home. But you said, no, that's not the case. What what'd you say? You own a mortgage until it's fully paid off. So. That is another thing that we offer is mortgage protection. We show people how to protect that mortgage. So while you're paying it off, if something happens to you, if you die, it's paid off and your family keeps it. What if you don't die? What if you have a critical illness event, chronic illness, you're confined to a nursing home? Then who's going to continue to pay your bills? So now we show you how to have protection with living benefits. So, like I said, most people think insurance is only for if you die. No, what if you live, but you're not able to do for yourself like you're accustomed to? So now you have protection that's going to kick in and accelerate the death benefits, send you a check to take care of you. Or it it may be a skilled nursing facility that it has to pay for you, for someone else to take care of you. So it's a, the conversations are extensive. I encourage folks to get in these workshops, make an appointment. Let's have a conversation. Last week, Miss Sabrina, I took it easy on you, but I always uh, try to throw at least one curveball at our guests. And so my curveball um, is just to be quite frank and honest and not be too political. But like I said, in the black community, financial literacy is not something that is of, of abundance. And if if I can be completely transparent, if that's okay with you, 
well, I'm going to do it anyway. No, I'm kidding. But, you know, when, when I was having a conversation with my mom, it's like, hey, in reality, you know, this this topic needed more attention in my youth. And so since we are in the information era and younger people, we're a little bit more susceptible to opening our minds and doing things differently. Um, and so for a younger person, an adult child such as myself, their parent is like, ah, I don't, I'm not getting life insurance. I have my pension and that's it, all I need. What advice would you have to a younger person to maybe uh, prepare for their parents? Because sometimes we know that there are burial policies and things like that. What advice would you give a young person? Would you tell a young person, try to educate their parent or tell the younger person, hey, have the education for yourself do what you know is necessary to that if something were to happen or when something happens with your parent, it's not a huge financial strain on yourself because we know black folks were quick to sell a fish fish plate, selling plates and GoFundMes to raise money for, you know, homegoing services instead of doing it in advance. Yes. Uh, fish fries and GoFundMe is not a plan. On our platform, we actually do have final expense. And like I said, the misconception is that, oh, I can't afford it. But you end up paying more when you wait. If you're not educated, knowing less has always cost us more. It's so important to understand money and make sure you know how to make it work for you. And so if you don't have anything else, at least have a final expense plan so that your loved ones can celebrate your life rather than try to figure out how we're going to pay for this this day. I think that's so important, Miss uh, Sabrina. Thank you so much for uh, being our guest today. I uh, We're winding now. I have two questions, but you're here in this chair. And so before I get to my last question, I want to ask you, is there something that Anything additional that you want to communicate to our audience uh, before we wrap up? We have a couple of minutes left. I would like to give my social media, my website, so that you can reach out if you have any information, any questions you want to take advantage of our workshops. It's HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash WSB campaign dot com forward slash Sabrina Noble. Okay, so give that website information one more time. HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash WSB campaign dot com forward slash Sabrina Noble. That was actually going to be my last question, but since we already know Miss Sabrina Noble, we know how to reach out to her. We're going to be doing that. The other question you talked so eloquently about your daughter and your family, how 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 do we how can we send our children to college? I, I guess without going into debt. Okay, yes, yeah, that's a great question. We have what is called college coaching, where we show parents how to find money for to send their their children to college without getting into debt. Because as as many of us know, our first introduction to debt is when we go to college. They give us credit card applications and approve us, and we're like, oh, shoot, I got some some extra money. Well, no, we still got to pay that off. So um, it's uh, our college coaching starts working with children as early as eighth grade, and they just prepare them. And so when you hear of parents or students getting $1.2 million in scholarship offers, they were probably a part of a program like this. 
And so we prepare them or the, the coach prepares them while they're in school so that they qualify for the many scholarships that are out there that go unused because we don't know how to access them. I think that's a great place. Thank you so much, Miss Sabrina, for being with us for these two weeks. We have a way to connect to you and to your community. And she said, listen, she said some really awesome things. These courses are available to you for free. So, yes, um, go and contact Miss Sabrina at her website. This is all-encompassing. What I got from this conversation, that this information is not for the dying, it's for the living. Yeah. It's preparing our children, preparing for retirement, preparing um, for, you even talked about final expenses and uh, taking care of those loved ones when we are gone. So, yes, oh, my gosh, on Recapture Life, we are restoring the things that have been lost or taken, getting a new mindset, a new frame of mind. And I'm so excited for you to have been with us on today. Um, thank you so much, Miss Sabrina. Thank you for having me. I am Donica. This is Essence Monet. And we say thank you for joining. Thank you for joining us on this week's broadcast. My prayer is that you continue to grow, find peace, forgiveness, knowledge, and information. To learn more or connect with us, visit our website at psdiamondcelebration.com. Until next time. Hi, I'm Frank. I don't like change. And I just saw a billboard for this new BJ's Wholesale Club talking about up to 25% off grocery store prices. Oh, really? What's wrong with paying full price, huh? No, sir. I would not join BJ's Wholesale Club. Let's agree to disagree, Frank. Say you do want to sign up to get a $40 digital BJ's gift card. Join the new BJ's Wholesale Club, opening soon in New Albany. Visit BJ's.com slash New Albany or the BJ's Membership Center on North Hamilton Road. Limited time offer, new members only.